Okay. So one of the things that we've been exploring has been this idea of what we started off in Rebuchim in terms of our mat. Really, we can find direction in how to conduct life by simply tuning in to our deeper seichel, which is a gift from the Borough of and that will help us to uh, deal with a lot of different complexities of how to behave in life. In other words, by us carefully understanding the mechanisms which have the ability to do so, whether it be the mechanisms of the natural world or the emotional world. And really, Torah begins where, where the human ability to navigate its own way through life ends. But the human, as, as a natural gift, has been given the internal intuition and moral compass to know what is right and what is wrong on a fundamental level before we have the Chiddush of the Torah. On a human level, there's a basic right and wrong, and there's a basic capacity to understand the workings of the world that will allow us to derive lessons and then apply them. And those lessons become as binding as Torah because the Kodesh expresses himself both through the natural world and through the Torah. And therefore, we can learn from our understanding of the messages that are sent to us through our grasping analysis and understanding of life as much as we can through our grasping and analysis of the Torah. That was the, the Mahalach that we're working with until we came across this Malbim. And this Malbim throws a gigantic spanner in the works. <clears throat> what the Malbim suggests is almost the exact opposite to what we've been taking as a premise until this point in time. What the Malbim suggests is that it is impossible to be able to navigate life without coming onto some kind of supernatural body of knowledge which is able to define the boundaries of appropriate and inappropriate behavior. And the person left his own devices may have a generalized sense of right and wrong, but because of the specific complex interactions of daily life, may actually call for what the general good is assumed to be, to be completely laid to the side, and what is considered to be generally bad to be employed. And knowing exactly how to balance those intersecting values is a impossibility. It can't be based on empirical observations, says the Malbim. Neither can it be based on <clears throat> intuitive understanding. And that's actually what the goal of the Torah is. The goal of the Torah is to provide us with those subtle mechanisms of understanding. When I say hello to a person who did something wrong to me two days ago, what kind of attitude should I have to him? What kind of um, means of, of connection, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that's, that's what the Malbim said. Um, let's go a bit further. And we'll start off with this paragraph, which um, we've got on the screen. Oh, sorry. 
Okay. Um, the Klauhu, and it says the Malbim, Klauhu, it is a principle. That the ways of Chochmah are impossible for a person to understand of his own accord. This seems to be exactly the opposite to what the Rebbeuchim said, where he said that Darka Chochmah are given to us as a natural gift of our being. So in terms of an intuitive internal knowledge, that doesn't exist. And in terms of an empirical observation and deriving principles of how things work, that also won't work. So the two points that we'd made when we learned the Torah Avram and the Rebbe was exactly the counter of these two points. The first was, you can know it from yourself. And the second one was, and you can observe it and come to those conclusions. It says Malbim, absolutely not. The only way we can understand these, the way to negotiate in life is when we have a direct reception from Hashem. He's the one that established the laws of Chokmah. And he taught them to people in the tutorials, where in those tutorials, it incorporates all actions and they are defined and um, bounded by the ways of Chokhmah, which is a really interesting perception of the Torah. In other words, the, the Malvin presentation of the Torah, the Torah is, informs me of how to conduct every woken, waking moment of my life from the way that I look at the trees outside my window to the conversation I have with my wife about what I should have for supper to how should I have and what kind of feeling I should wear. They're all incorporated into this thing called the Torah. Until, because the Chochmah is not intuitively available, neither is it possible to gain from empirical observation, so you can never know it. The word Lodas means to understand, to get it, to integrate it. That can only be when it's crystal clear. And crystal clear integrated knowledge can only come through experience, through the senses, or in intuitive awareness. But since Chokhmah is precluded from being accessible through the senses, and there are no intuitive connections to it. It's impossible to have a yidia of Chochmah. The only way you can get Chochmah is through a transmission that we receive from someone else who teaches me those laws, from a higher source. But, says the Malbim, that's all until we come across Shloyma Melech. Ulam Shloymoi al yidei mashalov. Through his using the tool of a metaphor, a marshal, an analogy, through this, he actually was able to allow us accessibility to Chochmah until it would become a clear Yediyah. That he was able to explain things that we cannot be known through things which can be known. And by using the things which can be known as a handle to grasp the things which cannot be known, 
will allow a person to gain access to Chochmah with a clear understanding. So, at this point in time, the Malbim affirms the fact that true knowledge is only gained through experience. It can't be learned on, through a book. It has to be experienced. It has to be felt. And therefore, he says that if, if you can't know Chochmah from observation, or it's not intuitively aware, so you can never know it at all, in the deep sense of what knowing means, which knowing means integrated, real knowledge that can only come through experience. But, says the Malbim, a marshal, which is a really powerful ad, ad, you know, advocating what storytelling is about, because really a marshal is a story with a, with a moral, that a story has the power to take the inaccessible and things which cannot be experienced and allow them to be experienced and accessed. That's the power of the marshal. The actual, the Hebrew word marshal is one of the great examples of how the construction of Hebrew words through their letters indicate their meanings. So if you take the three letters of the word marshal, all of those three letters are called oisios ashimushios. They can be used as prefixes. They can, they're, they're not only letters, but they're also words. So for example, la means to, she means that, and me means from. So the word marshal means me, from, she, that, le, to. From that to that. From that to that. So actually in the word marshal, it conveys the meaning of what the goal of a marshal is, which is to create a bridge between the inaccessible to the accessible. So from the idea to the reality, Michel, it's called a marshal. Good, so far so good. But continues the Malbim and says, but also there Musa. He did this by teaching his marshals not only to know Chochma, which he said without them would be impossible, but also Musa. And he's going to go and explain what the relationship between Chochma and Musa is and what is Musa in its own right. Again, reiterating the point which is so against everything we've said until now, that the Chukah and Chochma go against the nature of a person. A person will never get it. They totally can't intuitive. Because the nature of, we're going to translate the word lev as mind, the nature of the mind is to have um, imagine, have mental reverie. And though that mental reverie, those images that pop into your mind are going to be opposite to images of Chochmah. So when our mind generates thoughts, whether it be thoughts in terms of just a content-based um, language thought, or a fully technicolored um, daydream, those thoughts are going to be intuitively and intrinsically against Chochmah. And he brings the rhyme from the Passover. It says, that the nature of the inclination of a person's mind is ra. It has no reality from when he's young. 
Your heart will produce visions, ideas, thoughts of arrogance. So what happens is when I'm walking um, on the street and I see someone uh, and he's doing something which I, I wouldn't do. He's throwing garbage on the floor. So what will come to mind to me will be uh, that's, that's disgusting. How can he do that? But when I have that thought, I'm putting myself on the moral high ground and I'm looking down at him. I'm not seeing him. I'm not seeing his upbringing. I'm not seeing what's going through in his mind right now or how he's suffering the heat. I'm just seeing, essentially, I'm seeing myself vis-a-vis him. And in that relationship, I'm putting myself on top and him at the bottom. So that's an example of a tear of gaiva. Of a tear of gaiva that in my mind, I think about how lowly he is and how up, up I am. Lekina, jealousy. I look, I look at a person who has something that I don't have, whether it be something intrinsic like intelligence or looks or something materialistic that he owns, um, I suppose in this, in this heat, an air conditioner. And uh, I think about how, how, how can he have that? And why don't I have that? And it's so unfair. How can he be having this life? And I don't have that life. And it's so unfair. And like I start thinking about all the life I could have and how I shouldn't have it. And my mind gets caught up in this, this mental reverie. Then the comma. Um, someone done, has done something to me. And like I think about that person. And I just imagine, I can sometimes imagine fantasies of how I'm going to revenge it. Or just could be a feeling inside of me of, 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 of repulsion or something like that when I see him or when I think about him. This achzer, to be cruel, which means to become dis, disengaged from a person. So I don't feel, I'm not able to, the opposite of compassion. So I think about a person, I think we deserve it. I mean, that's, that's his life. Let him go ahead with it. And that, those things come from what, what, what the unrefined heart produces. And it seems to be that the Malbim is labeling that as the standard form of humanity. And without any kind of modified refinement, this is a kind of life I'm going to be living as a person. So now, through these Tzurim, and now when you introduce Chochmah, which can only come from the Torah, that's when the war begins. The, the Malbim implies that until you introduce Torah, there's no war. A person will be running on a level of human existence where his, all his um, unrefined, unmodified perceptions will, will gravitate towards negativity in the global sense of the word. So his life will not be filled with giving kindness, restricting himself from um, you know, being happy for someone else's goodness, from not wanting to bear a grudge, from being totally compassionate. Those things will not come out. The opposite of those things will come out until he introduces the Chochmah of turning his life, and then that will create incredible conflict because now the previous way of life is um, pitted against this opposite way where it, where it restrains those kind of experiences. And naturally a person will be predisposed to go afterward those traits of negative traits 
because the way of Chochmah is so not understandable to his, to, his, to his grasp of living that they won't make sense to him. So they'll be, they'll be oppositional to the way he's living his life. Until through understanding, you won't be able to fathom them. And therefore, he'll dismiss them thinking they're irrelevant based on his human state. Because chukah chokma are the opposite to our unconditioned perception. So therefore, in order for him to access chokma, he needs to have musa coming in there first. Which means there needs to be some type of internal emotional control to restrict the actions of those unrefined parts of self. Not, so in order that not, they should go to the way of negativity, neither that they, the, the parts of him which are inclined towards good should break through the boundaries and not be balanced. Umawa Musa. So, I mean, this is like, this is huge. What he's saying is huge. I'm going to go a little bit further and then we're going to take a deep breath and just process. Because this is like a whole new, new perception of who we are and what reality is and, and what the role of terror is in that reality. And it's so radically different from everything we thought before. And so it's really kind of challenging us to perceive it from a completely different angle, which of course is the best thing that could have possibly happened to us. So let's go a bit further and then we'll, 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 we'll come back. But until now, the way it's presented, the default human position is completely distant from refinement, from care, from compassion, from value, from cooperation and love. The human condition is presented as a very strifled, egotistical, experience where my own selfish needs are put right at the top of the 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 pyramid and everything else is 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 pushed to the side until come in and those challenge all those ideas but they are completely powerless because they have no they have no they have no grit because the person's experience of life doesn't allow them to be considered and they seem ludicrous to a person living in, in that state of um, self-fulfillment and oblivion to, to anything beyond himself. So then you need to bring in Musa. So how's Musa going to work? Umar Musa. And Musa Yuvua the common. Later on, Shleim HaMelech will, will explain more what Musa is. But we're going to bring it over here, that Yeras Hashem Musar Chochma. That Yeras Hashem, which means... God consciousness or spiritual awareness, a awe, a reverence of a higher being, a superpower in my life, that is Musa Chochma. And now he goes a little bit deeper and he says, Shekoyach Hayira Hanatua Benefesh, that the power, the energy, the component or the trait of our ability to have awe, 
to revere something, which is to, to be this, to be, you know, like reverence or, or always when we see something which it's so clear, it's bigger than us. Sometimes we'll have this sense of awe oh, when you look at the ocean, it's gigantic, or in a very high mountain, or you, you meet a person that is so accomplished that you're in awe of them. And you, just can't, you feel so small in relation to the, the grandeur of the thing. So that's a very human trait. So that trait, which is part and parcel of our human makeup, has a branch which is called Yeres Hashem. And that branch which is called Yeres Hashem, that that branch will, um, will restrict, will bind up, tie up the unruly parts of a person with um, ropes lest they break out from the established principles. Ki yamin when a person has emuna in Hashem, he has a sense of belief and connection. And he has a recognition that these ways of Chochmah were given by the same power. He'd have what he describes over here, ready, two basic components of how that reverence and awe will work out. One will be he'll have a cognizance of the, the beauty, the complexity, the brilliance, the brilliance, the depth of who Hashem is, the magnificence, the power, the grandeur. And also the expectation of our behavior, which has consequences to it, which is mimishpote, that there's, there's judgment, there's, there's, a, there's an accounting that we have to answer up for. So when you recognize this, that the chukah chokhmah come from Hashem, and he has this ability to revere, to have awe, and to be scared of consequences, aware, responsibility, and that will create an emotional resistance. You'll be scared to depart from the Chukah Chochmah, that commanded them this mighty power that controls everything and is so elevated. And even though we've already said that knowing something on the deepest level is only with something that we can understand experientially or intuitively. There's another way of actually getting this deep level of understanding. If someone really trustworthy gives over something to you, an idea, a lesson, and you believe in that person wholeheartedly, that you believe in that person with all your strength, and the matter becomes imprinted in your thoughts, without any doubt, as if you saw it or you thought it. Which is this God consciousness, this awareness, this palpable connection to a higher power being present in my life. 
which is this year of Hashem that is taught us the laws of Chokmah. And your heart trusts him and what he says. And you'll guard them with all your strength because of this awe. It will become established in your the Chochmah in your mind as something which is crystal clear. That through the Musa you'll come to know to come knowing Chochmah and Musa with a clear understanding. And that's gone a little bit over time. That's, that's a lot, a lot to chew on. And I apologize if too much of that was just me reading and translating a text. But this is really so, so big. Um, what he's saying over here, he seems to say that even the knowledge of the correct forms of conduct, conduct and the wisdom that would allow us to live life properly would not have any bearing on us without a connection to a palpable God consciousness and awareness, a very strong, powerful spiritual awareness of the creator's presence around me and in my life which that can then reinforce the Chukka Chochmah. That will allow me to restrain my impulses towards negative behavior and open up enough space so that different kind of behavioral patterns can be introduced into my life. So this is, this is very, very, very different. This is almost as if there's a belief, there's a, belief, there's a connection, there's a palpable spiritual awareness, which is a now a prerequisite. It needs to be there very powerfully in order for me to even begin to integrate this knowledge into myself. So we'll have to see where this goes. This is, this is getting very fascinating. And um, just before we, we stop, if anyone has something they'd like to ask, um, um, Thank you, Rob. Okay, so, so we'll hopefully reconvene tomorrow. And thank you all for your... Robbie, could I ask one question? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so um, 